Chapter 20, Part 3 of The Commentaries on the Laws of England, Book 2, by William Blackstone. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Roy Haynes. Of Alienation by Deed, Part 3. And Having thus explained the general nature of deeds, we are next to consider their several species together with their respective incidents. And herein I shall only examine the particulars of those which, from long practice and experience of their efficacy, are generally used in the alienation of real estates, for it would be tedious, nay infinite, to descant upon all the several instruments made use of in personal concerns, but which fall under our general definition of a deed, that is, a writing, sealed, and delivered. The former, being principally such as serve to convey the property of lands and tenements from man to man, are commonly denominated conveyances, which are either conveyances at common law or such as receive their force and efficacy by virtue of the statute of uses. 1. Of conveyances by common law, some may be called original or primary conveyances, which are those by means whereof the benefit or estate is created or first arises. Others are derivative or secondary, whereby the benefit or estate originally created is enlarged, restrained, transferred, or extinguished. Original conveyances are the following. 1. Fiefment. 2. Gift. 3. Grant. 4. Lease. 5. Exchange. 6. Partition. Derivative are 7. Release. 8. Confirmation. 9. Surrender. 10. Assignment. 11. Decisions. 1. A fiefment, veofamentum, is a substantive derived from the verb to infief, veofare, or infudare, to give one a feud, and therefore fiefment is properly donatio feudi. It is the most ancient method of conveyance, the most solemn in public, and therefore the most easily remembered and proved and it may properly be defined the gift of any corporeal hereditament to another. He that so gives or enfiefs is called a fee-for, and the person enfiefed is denominated the fee-fee. This is plainly derived from, or is indeed itself, the very mode of the ancient feudal donation. For, though it may be performed by the word enfief or grant, yet the aptest word of fiefment is do or dedi, and it is still directed and governed by the same feudal rules, insomuch that the principal rule relating to the extent and effect of a feudal grant, tenor est quilegium dat feodo, is, in other words, become the maxim of our law with relation to fiefments, modus legem dat donationi. And therefore, as in pure feudal donations the Lord, from whom the feud moved, must expressly limit and declare the continuance or quantity of estate he meant to confer. Nequis plasa donasse preusumator, quam in donatione expresserit. So, 
If one grants a fiefment, lands or tenements to another, and limits or expresses no estate, the grantee, due ceremonies of law being performed, hath barely an estate for life. 4. As the personal abilities of the fee-fee were originally presumed to be the immediate or principal inducements to the fiefment, the fee-fee's estate ought to be continued to his person and subsist only for his life, unless the fee-for, by express provision in the creation and constitution of the estate, hath given it a longer continuance. These express provisions are indeed generally made. For this was for ages the only conveyance whereby our ancestors were wont to create an estate in fee simple by giving land to the fee fee to hold him and his heirs for ever, though it serves equally well to convey any other estate of freehold. But by the mere words of the deed, the fiefment is by no means perfected. There remains a very material ceremony to be performed called livery of season without which the fee-fee has but a mere estate at will. This livery of season is no other than the pure feudal investiture or delivery of corporal possession of the land or tenement, which was held absolutely necessary to complete the donation. Nam feudum sine investitura nullo modum constitui potuit, and an estate was then only perfect when, as Fleta expresses it in our law, Fit juris et caesina conjunctio. Investitures, in their original rise, were probably intended to demonstrate in conquered countries the actual possession of the Lord, and that he did not grant a bare litigious right, which the soldier was ill-qualified to prosecute, but a peaceable and firm possession. And, at a time when writing was seldom practiced, a mere oral gift, at the distance from the spot that was given, was not likely to be either long or accurately retained in the memory of bystanders who were very little interested in the grant. Afterwards, they were retained as a public and notorious act that the country might take notice of and testify the transfer of the estate, and that such as claim title by other means might know against whom to bring their actions. In all well-governed nations, some notoriety of this kind has been ever held requisite in order to acquire and ascertain the property of lands. In the Roman law, plenum dominium was not said to subsist unless where a man hath both the right and the corporal possession, which possession could not be acquired without both an actual intention to possess and an actual season or entry into the premises or part of them in the name of the whole. And even in ecclesiastical promotions, where the freehold passes to the person promoted, corporal possession is required at this day to vest the property completely in the new proprietor, who, according to the distinction of the canonists, acquires the jus ad rem, or incohate and imperfect right, by nomination and institution, but not the jus in re, or complete and full right, unless by corporal possession. Therefore, in dignities, possession is given by installment, in rectories and vicarages, by induction, without which no temporal rights accrue to the minister, though every ecclesiastical power is vested in him by institution. 
so also, even in the sense of lands, by our law, which are cast on the air by act of the law itself, the heir has not plenum dominium, or full and complete ownership, till he has made an actual corporal entry into the lands. For if he dies before entry made, his heirs shall not be entitled to take the possession, but the heir of the person who was last actually seized. It is not therefore only a mere right to enter, but the actual entry that makes a man complete owner, so as to transmit the inheritance to his own heirs. Non use, sed sezina, facet estupitem. Yet, the corporal tradition of lands being sometimes inconvenient, a symbolical delivery of possession was in many cases anciently allowed. By transferring something near at hand in the presence of credible witnesses, which by agreement should serve to represent the very thing designed to be conveyed, and an occupancy of this sign or symbol was permitted as equivalent to occupancy of the land itself. Among the Jews we find evidence of a purchase thus defined in the book of Ruth. Now this was the manner in former time in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning changing for to conform all things. A man plucked off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor, and this was a testimony in Israel. Among the ancient Goths and Swedes, contracts for the sale of lands were made in the presence of witnesses, who extended the cloak of the buyer, while the seller cast the clod of the land into it in order to give possession. And a staff or wand was also delivered from the vendor to the vendee, which passed through the hands of the witnesses. With our Saxon ancestors, the delivery of a turf was a necessary solemnity to establish the conveyance of lands. And, to this day, the conveyance of our copyhold estates is usually made from the seller to the lord or his steward by delivery of a rod or verge, and then from the lord to the purchaser by re-delivery of the same in the presence of a jury of tenants. Conveyances in writing were the last and most refined improvement. The mere delivery of possession, either actual or symbolical, depending on the ocular testimony and remembrance of the witnesses, was liable to be forgotten or misrepresented, and became frequently incapable of proof. Besides, the new occasions and necessities introduced by the advancement of commerce required means to be devised of charging and encumbering estates and of making them liable to a multitude of conditions and minute designations for the purposes of raising money without an absolute sale of the land. And sometimes the like proceedings were found useful in order to make a decent and competent provision for the numerous branches of a family and for other domestic views, none of which could be effected by a mere, simple, corporal transfer of the soil from one man to another, which was principally calculated for conveying an absolute, unlimited dominion. Written deeds were therefore introduced, in order to specify and perpetuate the peculiar purposes of the party who conveyed. Yet still, for a very long series of years, they were never made use of, but in company with the more ancient and notorious method of transfer by delivery of corporal possession. Livery of season by the common law 
is necessary to be made upon every grant of an estate of freehold in hereditaments corporeal, whether of inheritance or for life only. In hereditaments incorporeal, it is impossible to be made, for they are not the object of the senses, and in leases for years or other chattel interests, it's not necessary. In leases for years, indeed, an actual entry is necessary to vest the estate in the lessee, for the bare lease gives him only a right to enter, which is called his interest in the term, or interesse termini, and when he enters in pursuance of that right, he is then, and not before, in possession of his term, and complete tenant for years. This entry by the tenant himself serves the purpose of notoriety as well as livery of season from the grantor could have done, which it would have been improper to have given in this case because that solemnity is appropriated to the conveyance of a freehold. And this is one reason why freeholds cannot be made to commence in futuro, because they cannot be made but by livery of season, which livery, being an actual manual tradition of the land, must take effect in presenti, or not at all. On the creation of a freehold remainder, at one and the same time with a particular estate for years, we have before seen that at the common law, livery must be made to the particular tenant. But if such a remainder be created afterwards, expectant on a lease for years now in being, the livery must not be made to the lessee for years, for then it operates nothing. Nam quodesemel meum est, amplius meum esse non potest, but it must be made to the remainder man himself, by consent of the lessee for years, for without his consent no livery of the possession can be given, partly because such forcible livery would be an ejectment of the tenant from his term, and partly for the reason before given, for introducing the doctrine of atonements. Livery of season is either in deed or in law. Livery in deed is thus performed. The fee for, lessor, or his attorney, together with the fee fee, lessee, or his attorney, for this may as effectually be done by deputy or attorney, as by the principals themselves in person, come to the land or to the house, and there, in the presence of witnesses, declare the contents of the fiefment or lease on which livery is to be made. And then the fee for, if it be of land, doth deliver to the fee fee all other persons, being out of the ground a clod or turf, or a twig or bough there growing, with words to this effect. I deliver these to you in the name of season of all the lands and tenements contained in this deed. But if it be a house, the fee for must take the ring or latch of the door, the house being quite empty, and deliver it to the fee-fee in the same form. And then the fee-fee must enter alone and shut the door, and then open it and let in the others. If the conveyance or fiefment be of diverse lands lying scattered in one and the same county, then in the fee-for's possession, livery of season of any parcel in the name of the rest sufficeth for all. But if they be in several counties, there must be as many liveries as there are counties. 4. If the title to these lands comes to be disputed, there must be as many trials as there are counties, 
and the jury of one county are no judges of the notoriety of fact in another. Besides, anciently, this season was obliged to be delivered quorum parabis de vicinero, before the peers or freeholders of the neighborhood who attested such delivery in the body or on the back of the deed. According to the rule of the feudal law, pares debent interesse investiture feudi et non alii, for which this reason is expressly given. Because the peers or vassals of the Lord, being bound by their oath of fealty, will take care that no fraud be committed to his prejudice, which strangers might be apt to connive at. And though afterwards the ocular attestation of the pares was held unnecessary, and livery might be made before any credible witness, yet the trial, in case it was disputed, like that of all other attestations, was still reserved to the pares or jury of the county. Also, if the lands be out on lease, though all lie in the same county, there must be as many liveries as there are tenants, because no livery can be made in this case but by the consent of the particular tenant, and the consent of one will not bind the rest. And in all these cases it is prudent and usual to endorse the livery of season on the back of the deed, specifying the manner, place, and time of making it, together with the names of the witnesses. And thus much for livery indeed. Livery in law is where the same is not made on the land, but in sight of it only, the fee-for saying to the fee-fee, I give you yonder land, enter and take possession. Here, if the fee-fee enters during the life of the fee-for, it is a good livery, but not otherwise unless he dares not enter through fear of his life or bodily harm, and then his continual claim made yearly in due form of law as near as possible to the lands will suffice without an entry. This livery in law cannot, however, be given or received by attorney, but only by the parties themselves. 2. The conveyance by gift, donatio, is properly applied to the creation of an estate tail, as fiefment is to that of an estate in fee, and lease to that of an estate for life or years. It differs in nothing from a fiefment, but in the nature of the estate passing by it, for the operative words of conveyance in this case are do or dedi, and gifts in tail are equally imperfect without livery of season, as fiefments in fee simple. And this is the only distinction that Littleton seems to make when he says, It is to be understood that there is fifor and fifi, donor and doni, lessor and lessee, viz. fifor is applied to a fiefment in fee simple, donor to a gift in tail, and lessor to a lease for life, or for years, or at will. In common acceptation, gifts are frequently confounded with the next species of deeds, which are 3. Grants, concessiones, the regular method by the common law of transferring the property of incorporeal hereditaments or such things whereof no livery can be had. For which reason all corporeal hereditaments, as lands and houses, are said to lie in livery, and the others, as advowsons, commons, rents, reversions, etc., to lie in grant. And the reason is given by Bracton 
traditio o livery nil aliud estequam re corporales de persona in personum de manu in manum translatio at en possessionem inductio sed res in corporales quae sunt ipsum ius revel corpore in aerens traditionem non patiuntur these therefore pass merely by the delivery of the deed and in seigneuries or reversions of lands such grant together with the atonement of the tenant while atonements were requisite were held to be of equal notoriety with and therefore equivalent to a fiefment and livery of lands in immediate possession it therefore differs but little from a fiefment except in its subject matter for the operative words therein commonly used are dede et concessi, have given and granted. End of chapter 20, part 3.